Captain America throws his mighty shield. All those who chose to oppose his shield must yield. If he's led to a fight and a duel is due, then the red and the white and the blue will come through when Captain America throws his mighty shield. Ah, welcome back to Gobble Gobble Theater. Of course, with you as always, Tim Turkey and Gravy Griff. Tim? How you doing? Doing great. Tim, with the Thanksgiving upon us, I guess today, what are you thankful for? Well, first of all, I just want to say I just got back from the parade. Oh. We got the fucking Lions game on right now. They're down. Oh, they like 52 nothing. The Bears are first quarter. Them. They don't even have a quarterback today. They've just been hiking the ball, fumbling it each time and still the Lions are losing. <laughs> So I'm I'm not thankful for that, but what I am thankful for is all these new readers were picking readers, these new listeners were picking up. Correct. They read the names. Well, if you're listen. deaf, you're reading it. Yeah, because <clears throat> we are closed captioned for the hearing impaired. <laughs> and uh, I'm loving it, Griff. We're finally turned that corner. We've been struggling for so long. I wouldn't say struggling. I would say like you know. We're on episode 30. We're correct? earning it. Yeah, we're definitely fucking earning it. <laughs> we're on episode 30. I thought we'd be done by 10. I thought yeah. we would be like burnt out and say, fuck this shit. But no, we're oh, still man. here. and We're no. still kicking ass. I would have kept pushing you. I think you still are. Yeah, I think I, so. I think I gave up about 15 episodes yeah. ago. You're carrying me. <laughs> you gave up at uh, over the top. <laughs> Ugh. Speaking over the top. So, we get it. You're a new listener. We're probably getting a lot of new listeners because you're you're a Marvel fan. Greetings, by the way. But so, if you're watching, you're li- you're listening to a podcast, you're gonna be like, I'm gonna do the tried and true ones. I'm gonna check out Stallone first. I don't know who the fuck I, these guys are. I'm gonna check out Stallone, Jean Claude, Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. People love our fucking Chuck maybe, Norris. Maybe you're a little bit of a jokester, and you're excited to see that there's some Steven Seagal's in there. And what I'm telling you is don't sleep on the obscure movies. Oh, man. Don't sleep on the Stone Colts. The obscure movies, there's, they need a little bit more love. And we give them love because we understand, like, it's a, Stone Cold's a hard fucking sell. Come on. Most people don't even know what the fucking movie is. And that's most why we really amped our shit up. We are on point on those episodes because we want you to listen. To, we want, First of all, we want you to know about these movies because we think yeah. they're great. Oh no! So we always great. amp up the comedy on those episodes. So if you're a fan of our comedy, I highly recommend checking out like the lesser known movies. Yeah. Gore, Gore had wonderful <laughs> in there. <laughs> we we did a nice uh, dramatic reading of uh, some very historic Gore canon knowledge. We got a lot of info about QAnon from that QAnon. episode. Oh, I forgot. That's a double-packed episode. I highly recommend The Hard to Kill. Here, Hard to Kill does not get the love against. I mean, it's a Steven Seagal movie. I would think that one gets so much more. But Well, because you got to listen to that one because you learn about the Dang Chantel, which we reference constantly on constantly. the show. So if you're, like, what the, if you're listening to another episode, you're like, what the fuck are they talking about Nang Chantel? It all is in the hard to kill. Not episode. to mention uh, uh, obscure jokes, but P two P and the aforementioned uh, uh, Stone Cold. Not only is there the P two P reveal, but there's also a fucking beautiful wrestling heel that appears in the studio for no apparent reason. Was only that? to challenge my brother 
No, that was was that the Stone Cold episode? Stone Cold was it? Because that has Kenny Omega in it. I don't even <laughs> no, you don't no, remember what? No, you no, had no, last no, night. no, no. That was. Uh, are that you was, sure that was Stone, that was Stone Cold? Cold? I thought man. that was the one because your brother got pissy at me. Because he got he had the motorcycle gang. Yeah, and he shows up. Why are we talking about game? Stone Cold on this episode? We already did a Stone Cold because episode because you forget. I no, we did we did the wrestling promo on Stone Cold. That was Garrett. Check that one out. Too. That was Garrett. No, 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 no. You're totally wrong. What? That was a Screaming Eagle episode. It. We did both. No, we did not. No, we didn't. Dude, we didn't. You're so wrong. Okay. If I let me let me check my you, oh. notes. You know what? Kill you might have been right. Kill we, for some time. You might have you might have been encouraged by that and did it the yes. next week. You know what? You're right. I'm wrong, probably. I think you did it in the next episode. I, it was probably it was either Sharky's Machine or I think it was Pray for Death, but it was one of those. It might yeah. Which by the way, Pray for Death doesn't get who doesn't love Shokazugi? Apparently a lot of people, and I don't fucking know. Why? I, I fucking love Shokazugi. The first time you were like Watch this Shokazugi movie. I was like, yeah. I didn't realize he's the man who almost ruined my childhood thanks to that Black Mask movie with John Claude. Black John Claude. Eagle. Black, Black Mask Eagle? is a Jet Li movie. Oh, yeah. You keep telling me that. <laughs> yes. It ruined you so much you yeah. can't even remember exactly. the name. I was just going to say it ruined me. I love John Claude. I don't want him to be a villain, except in No Retreat, No, no surrender. surrender. Which we'll be probably talking about in the future. Yeah, so you're right. The wrestling promo was was in like the next episode after yeah. Stone Cold. But you were totally encouraged by that Kenny Omega. Oh guy. yeah, definitely. I don't take shit from your brother ever. That's why I was confused about it. But so I'm thankful for you guys, new readers. Welcome aboard. Why do I keep saying readers? You're fucking listeners. I don't know. It's because you were talking about Lou Ferrigno so much earlier today. <laughs> so I'm thinking I got deaf people on my mind. That's like. So, not only am I thankful for our new listeners, I'm also thankful for Stan, the man, Lee. And there was no way we could let his death go by unnoticed, and that's why we are covering today Captain America. No, not Chris Evans. No, not that other guy in the 90s. Yeah, I remember his name. did it in the 90s? We all know Chris Evans. I got to say, I'm not a fan of any of the current Captain America films. No, I, I disagree. I like them. Yeah, but I, but, but they're they're boring. No, they're but, almost as boring as this movie. No, nothing can be as boring as this movie. Uh, Chris Evans begs to differ. Well, he's no Red Brown. That's for goddamn sure. Yeah, maybe that's the problem. Is I have a little crush on seventies Red Brown. <laughs> Probably. Well, and Chris Evans does. You know nothing. what? Also has a crush on him. The pants he wears in this fucking movie <laughs> because his junk is about to explode. <laughs> You you can they don't leave you to the imagination. They just give you, you know, exactly what you want. Yeah. I he, he's Jewish apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thankful for staying the man Lee. And we're gonna we're gonna start talking about it. Before we get into it, who the fuck is that? Ah oh! Hey Hydrophil. Hey. Hey. Hey guys. I, I I'm back. I know you missed me. I missed you a little bit, a lot of bit. I've been thinking about you guys non-stop. It's funny. I haven't thought of you at all since the really? last time you were here. Murray? You haven't thought of me once? Not once. Fuck. Fuck. F word you. All right? <laughs> I'm going to go I ahead. Love you you self-sense yourself after you say fuck twice. I, fuck, fuck, 
F word you. Okay. I have no recollection of this. All I know is I've been making some wonderful promotions for you guys. I've been hitting the streets unlike you guys. You've been sitting back, working your thumbs to the bone. I've been out on the streets praising your good Taking name. Taking it to the streets. What's that? Taking it to the streets, as the Doobie Brothers would say. Yeah, and I've been taking it to the people, too. I'm interested. As, uh, I'm, I'm intrigued. Go on. The Aretha Franklin said, I think. Who, I said, who did that song? <laughs> Take it to the people. I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Is that about. even a song? No. <laughs> I don't, maybe. I don't know. Well, I mean, you've just written that. And what have you, why are you here, Hydrofell? Well, I got all these cross promotions, and I want I want you guys to not only endorse them on your podcast, but I have a big sell at the end that I really want you to channel Mr. Bronson on and get it. So we're going to relieve that for a minute here. But first off, I have the P2P dog. Okay, you were mentioning Stone Cold earlier. They had a certain substance. Yeah. I found out what that substance was, and I figured out a way to roll up the perfect hot dog with it. So, a perfectly grilled dog, perfectly packed with a substance that may or may not be illegal. But damn, is it tasty. And damn, will you be ready for the day afterwards. The P2P dog sounds like something you're interested in, doesn't it? Uh, no. Give me something else. Okay. Something else. You may remember that episode where you had your buddy Mike on? Yeah. The, the guy who's weird about cheese? Yeah. He's got and everything issues. else? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I got this one. It's called The Saw or The Slaw Dog. All right? Okay. So, it's a perfectly grilled dog with a slop of slaw on it. And, of course, it's chopped, just kind of chopped up top there. And then it's garnished. With some saw blade, fried onion, little uh, little little wedges, so it kind of looks like a like a saw blade from a chainsaw. Oh, very creative. Okay, you're you're talking about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm talking episode? about the Texas Chainsaw. So all these the are saw. okay. Now I'm getting it. So you're all these are it. about our previous episodes. Yes, okay. there's a promotion for your guys' podcast to okay. P2P, the Stone Cold, the Drop. Okay. 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 Go uh, on. Of course, if there's a crunch, Go, I get it now, okay? If Go there's on. a crunch in that dog, the saw or slaw dog, don't worry. Just a peppercorn shell. No big deal. Okay. Not like a thumb or anything. No big deal. It was a tooth, but... It was a tooth? <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. thought it was a thumb. Okay. Uh, so, new to my repertoire is uh, dessert. And, you know... I like Griff. I'm a big friend of big friend uh, big friend big uh, fan of Red Brown. Who isn't? Yeah, that's what I'm asking. So I made the Red Brown Betty. That's right. That same wonderful apple goop, just just spread across the nice pastry bun, and then of course, since we're all good Americans here, he's Captain America for fuck's sake, f's sake. Um, I top it off with a couple slices of America's cheese. You know America's cheese, right? America's? I thought it was American cheese. Is yeah, America's right? cheese. Okay. Yeah. We made it. Yes. Okay. It's 80% plastic, 20%, who knows what, 10% Vel- cheese flavor. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's wonderful. And it's good enough to make Reb himself go, oh, back, baby, wham, wham. It's wonderful. He's eating it. I've seen him. He wore a Captain America tie. 
Mm. Yeah, I know him. Do you know him? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I want to know. I bet you do. So this next one's a big one because obviously it's a big one to you guys because it's your biggest episode. You know, you know what I'm talking about gore? here. No, not, over the top, not gore, over, over the, the top. top. So I made this one and I call it the Meet Me Halfway. So there's two different ways you can get this dog. Way one, it's half perfectly grilled dog, half perfectly grilled soy-based tofu dog on the same bun. And there you go. You enjoy it. Meet me halfway. Half half meat. I could see half. that finally bridging the divide in our country. I believe it could. I think you have some ideas now. Thank you. Thank you very much. The other way, normal perfectly grilled bu- bu- dog on a bun, except... Me and the customer robot it, uh, Lady and the Tramp it together. Meet me halfway, we meet halfway. And in the middle, we kind of do a little guess. Okay. So, halfway. I get right? it. Right? Okay. I uh, I'm, I haven't been selling a whole lot of those. I don't know why, but uh, I don't I don't really care. I got, I, got, I got a big one next. I kind of spoiled it earlier, but are you ready for it? Lay it on me. And I think... I tipped Griff off to this, and he mentioned it last week, but I really want this to get out there. All of my customers have been just going on about your Bronson and Doors sexual instruments. Are you talking about Bronson brand sex toys? Yes. Works every time. It definitely does. Everyone's coming to me just dripping with sweat and exhaustion. I can smell and other the bodily sex. fluids. It's horrible, but also horribly good. Wonderful. Like as mm. a hot dog uh, vendor, I know that these people need salt infusions. But here's the thing: my perfectly girl dogs, they're great, but you would have to eat five of them to hit like the quota you need to be ready again to get back at it. Wasn't that what we want? I mean, I'm fine with that. We want people buying as many hot dogs as possible. But I figured I could jam that into one meat and sell it for about the same price. Okay. And thus, as Zeus's lightning just shat me from the sky, uh, the Bronzeworth was born. I like the sound of that. Bronzeworth. The Bronzeworth. So we're talking girth and length of Charles Bronson himself served up on a golden bun. That's the equivalent of about five hot dogs. Yes, exactly. Uh That's what I'm talking about. So I, I serve that up. I get people ready, and they go from their feet back to the sheets, back to the other sheets, the, the <laughs> vaginal sheets, the butthole cheeks. I don't care. I don't judge. Okay? Okay. They get back at it. That's all I know. Because they tell me. They give me little postcards that say Griff. <laughs> what? I thought we were talking to Hydrophil. Why, yeah. are they, why are they giving postcards to Griff? Yeah. I don't have a P.O. box, so I have them Griff send it to Griff. sends them to you? No. Griff, do you do that? Well, <laughs> Hydrophil doesn't really have an address. He... Eats and sleeps on a hot dog cart, so he's been he's, he gives my address away, which I'm not very happy about. No, you're not happy about that. I'm 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 not. Just stop. 
Well, here's the thing. I, I have him go to Griff. He sends them to me by hand, and I get to see the letters, the postcards. People love it. And I just want to know. I just I really want to see a six-pack of these Bronzeworths make it to the Kinshate Geese. You think that could what? happen? What did you say? The, oh. the Kinshate Geese. Wait, 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 wait. Are you talking about the Kinjiteshe case? Yeah, the, the older King- of the Magnificent Seven, the seven greatest sex toys, the keys to sexual nirvana. Are you talking about that Kinjiteshe yeah, case? Maybe it could be like the eight devices. Like you got the sausage in there, the bratwurst, just the bronzewurst. Stop! It's a hard fucking no. We're not putting some greasy sausage. You know, there's fucking lush velvet lining in this. You know what that grease does to velvet? Fuck that. No. Not happening. Not on my watch. Well, I'm going to still have my postcards addressed to Griff, but uh, I'll take this defeat in stride here, and I'm going to keep pimping you look, guys out there. Look, listen. I appreciate your your effort. I know you do. I want you, but I, go back to the drawing board. Drawing board? You need to work at it. Okay. I'm working up I'm working up a new one. It's going to be it's going to be even better than anything. It's going to it's going to be the, the the hellbound and it's gonna be six hundred and sixty six times fried. And then I'm gonna roundhouse it before I serve it up. You do that. And then I'm gonna put a little mullet on it. And then when people buy it, they have to say, Oh hell yeah. <laughs> you okay, okay with that? You think yes. that'll sell? Sure. I'm really upset about this case. I'm gonna I'm I've gotta go. I I can't stand this. Well, okay. Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. Ooh, Griff, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know he had my mailbox. Yet alone where I lived. Well, I guess we were courteous. So that makes well, sense. Well, look, Griff, people came here tonight, today, yeah. whenever they're listening to it, some whenever. Captain America, and we're going to give it to them. Let's give them some America. So, let's do it. Roll the trailer. Captain America, Red Brown, 1979. Your father developed and perfected the ultimate steroid. He called it Flag, full latent ability game. He injected himself with the serum, and it worked. A top secret serum gave Steve Rogers superpowers. Now he can use them to save a city from a madman with a bomb. Finished. If he accepts the challenge. Be Captain America, Steve. Heather Menzies, Steve Forrest, and Reb Brown as the star-spangled superhero, Captain America. Ah! We're back, of course, welcomed by a, a Reb Brown screen because it's Reb Brown is the man. It's funny how you started that with a patented Reb yell because yeah. he doesn't do it. Any rebel yells no. in this sense at all. He doesn't do a single yell. He's very wooden, I would say. In this, he's, it's because he's channeling his inner hippie. You know, he's he's very one with the earth. 
He's strong, silent type. I yeah, guess. yeah, very much so. I mean, we learned that right off the bat, don't we? No, what we learn is oh. the first what was it? <laughs> first half an hour, it's just him driving along a coastal road in his fuck van. You think you know that makes for good TV though, right? Just watching guy drive. Oh, I was coast. riveted as a, like a five year old. I was like, give me more of that. Yeah, I just want to see this guy drive. And well, if you like watching men drive. This is going to be the movie for you. Because... Oh, shit. Is that power steering? <laughs> no. Anti-lock brakes? So he's got his fuck van. It looks like something Ted Bundy would drive. And he's a wow, serial killer. You're, you're going straight for serial killer? Well, I... Ted Bundy did use a van. To... His, move, he... his move was he would have he would put a cast on his arm, and then he would have like a chair and go, excuse me, can you help me? I have a cast on my arm. And then he would get the woman in there, and he would hit him over the head with a cast. Oh, shit. And I could see Steve Rogers totally doing that. Just Steve Rogers doing that? Yeah. <laughs> He's Captain America. So after about, fuck, 20 minutes of him just driving along a coastal road, because apparently they rented out a helicopter, and they're like, we're getting our fucking money's worth with this helicopter. Oh, my God, So they yes. filmed so much aerial footage. Of a I, car driving on a road. I imagine they rented it for an hour, they filmed for a straight hour, and then they used that hour randomly throughout the movie to fill out. Because there's probably an hour worth of actual movie and 40 minutes of... Yeah. We could have used 40 minutes of him as Captain America kicking ass, but no, we get just fucking aerial footage of a car driving. I, I will say, maybe the trailer built this up a little too much, but the trailer for the second one makes it look like it's all action. Well, so, yeah, well, might... I, I want to point that out. We were, so we wanted to do the second one because not only Red Brown was in it, but Golden Globus Theater favorite Christopher Lee is the villain. Could not find it. No. It's like totally not available. It's It was really hard to find. So, sorry we have to do this one, <laughs> but we'll get you back when I'm we do the sorry. sequel. It's wonderful. So, after 20 minutes, Reb finally, Steve, I'm sorry, finally comes to this beach house of his buddy. I don't, I'm going to say his name's Todd. And he's that like, right. he's like, what's he doing? Like waxing a surfboard and bullshit. Yeah, no, they're, they're, he's waxing a surfboard. He's right on he's beachfront a, property. Right. He's barely wearing clothes. He's got like the smallest tank top that it's like a halter tank top. And then he's kind of like Jean Claude and kickboxer kind of. Yeah, and then he's got like the shorts where his balls are hanging out. So yeah, he's yeah. barely wearing clothes. But and then Reb's rocking some giant elephant bell bottoms. Yeah, why? He's seventy nine. That's why. And oh, okay. he's so he's like he's two weeks out of the Marine Corps. He's ready to find himself. He's like, I'm through being told what to do. I'm just going to drive up and down the coast, finding myself. He, and then, he he doesn't just say that once. He says that about forty five times. Like he buys gas and he's like, I'm through being told what to do. I'm ready to find myself. Sir. And they're like, Sir, we just want you to pay. Can you just? And he's like, Don't tell me what give to me do. Give me a dollar for gas. <laughs> so his pal shows up and he goes, He goes, Hey. Pretty mellow set of wheels you got there, Steve. And, I, it's it's pretty mellow. And he goes, "Yeah, thanks." Because it's mellow because there's some um, uh, seagulls, yeah, airbrushed on the side. It's a or nice something like that. blue into some like wavy looking whites and blues and stuff. It looks very nice. So while they're having their boring conversation, because the buddy Todd goes, "Hey, Steve, 
You got another telegram from this guy named Simon Mills. He's, yeah, he's trying to get hold of you. Apparently, apparently all of his mail, like Hydrophil, sends his mail to me. What's not even mail? It's telegrams. Telegrams. Do they even do like, that anymore? Telegrams? Hey, I'd like to know. It's not even a singing telegram. It was just a regular telegram. <laughs> apparently, when uh, Phil hears this, he's going to send a telegram to me because that motherfucker's using my house as his mailbox. So while that's going on, we see this greasy guy lurking in a car watching. And he gets on his, his CB radio because that was really hot shit in the 70s. Oh Everybody had God. a fucking CB radio. My uncle had a CB radio. What was, I, his, uh, what was his moniker? <laughs> his handle is what they called it. It oh, wasn't handle. moniker. It was I'm, handle. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have no fucking idea. He was like, he wasn't like a trucker. He like, fuck, he was some, I think he's a pencil pushing geek. I don't, I don't know why he He was had. a pencil pushing geek? Yeah. Maybe he was penny geek. Pencil pushing geek. Possibly. Penny geek. So he's like, He's talking to some guy, and he's like, yeah, he's here. Nah. Nah. <laughs> so we cut back. To see. I'm sorry, guys. I had a really long work day. You did. So if I'm, like, just tired, mumbling, sounding incoherent, that's my excuse. I'm not high. So Steve, uh, so uh, Todd, he goes, say, uh, Steve, your friend Jeff called, too. Get a hold of him. Or did, Je- or did Jeff's, like, calling while he's there, right? I thought I thought Jeff had called him because he calls him back. Okay, so so he's Steve, like, Can I this is by, isn't this riveting what we're talking about? This is I the know. fucking movie this right here. This is the intro to the movie. Steve, who's got a total <laughs> ASMR voice, so he's like, "Hey, can I borrow your phone?" My glasses are fogging up while I'm trying to say this because like, you say it with such breath, and of course his buddy's just like, "What did we call his yeah, we, buddy?" Todd. Todd. Todd's just like, "Steve, of course you can borrow my phone." So Steve calls up Jeff. Uh, Jeff. Jeff Hayden, his friend. And Jeff is just laying the sex on him hard. He's like, oh, my God, Steve, I'm so happy to hear from you. What else did he say? Do you remember what else he says? I like, just, he's like, Steve, I really need you. I just I need you. You want me? You got me, Jeff. So Steve sets up a date. He's like, I'm going to come to your place tonight. I got to swing by this nerd. Was it Lou's place? Or was it? No, it was. Uh, Simon Mills. Simon Mills. The guy place. who keeps telegramming him is a yeah. friend of his father. Yeah. And he's a scientist. And he keeps bugging the shit out of Steve. And he's like, I'll take. I'll, I'll be over to fuck you later. I got to deal with this fucking pencil neck geek. Uh, yeah. Don't worry. The geek, this geek doesn't want any of me. I'm so he gets back on the road. Another about. What? 35 18 minutes. 18 minutes. I, I, I could say 18. 18 minutes of him driving. And we also see the lurker. This is, Yeah, this is where we get our first interaction with the bad guys. Yeah, we get uh, we get, a, we get a scene right out of like a 1980s Nintendo driving game. Yes. Where oh, there's, absolutely. there's like an oil tanker truck. Cause they, they detour them. They set up a roadblock on the main road. And they go, you got to yeah. take the mountain road. So he drives on that, and they have an oil tanker in front of where Steve's driving, and they do the old move, the old oil slick move. Yep. They pull the crank, and then oil starts shooting out the back. Because we know that the bad guys are in uh, are in cahoots with uh, the Andreas Oil Company. So they're the Andreas Oil Company right. drivers spreading the oil all over this mountain uh, windy path. So not only is it environmentally not good. Oh my God, it's terrible. It's dangerous. California would hate them for Steve. So Steve fucking spins out another like twenty minutes of footage of him just spinning out. They really whoever was filming this loved 
car scenes. Because it was it was Reb in his car. I don't know how he wasn't screaming. He should. Reb was screaming. totally chill in this mic. There was not. It was like he didn't even have like a bead of sweat on him. He's just like, mm, yeah, mm, just mm. checking his mirrors, making sure he's oh, not going to cut I'm anybody off. Oh dear, I'm going off. off. It's like the old joke, you know. They say. White people drive off a cliff like this. Oh, dear. I'm going off the cliff. Oh, my God. And then black people go, I'm going off a cliff, motherfucker! Oh, hell no. Yeah. So what? So he just he just serenely goes off a cliff, which isn't really a cliff. Serenely. It's a hill. It's not even a cliff. Let's get real. It's, it's a hill. It's a mountain. And he crashes, and he's, he's like, he's fine. Because he's, oh he's like, because unlike Chris Evans, who's just, I, I I heard this from a reliable source. Chris Evans' real body is the beginning of Captain America, and all the muscles, Chris Evans, that's the CGI. Yeah, absolutely. But in this one, Red Brown, he's already fucking Captain America. He's, he's already ripped like a motherfucker. His shirt's ripped like a motherfucker after getting out of his car. I, know. I love when he gets out of the car because his van, basically the bumper's bent. Well, I it, think the windshield gets broken. but okay. The windshield gets a little cracked. Yeah, I don't know how his shirt would have got ripped. Yeah, but it was it was a classic Captain Kirk moment. It's like Captain Kirk, every he was yes. in a fight, he did that one like rip across his chest. Absolutely, absolutely, smallest tear, just to expose a, a little slight, more. Slight, slight glint of petroleum jelly. I was Shall just I gonna there? say, there's a little sheen popping out of there, maybe a little peck gel. <laughs> uh, so everyone's just like, oh shit. Well, we don't have to worry about how he gets to you know his buddy. Yeah, uh, you could do that in '79. That's true. So he get he gets, he gets over to, to his he gets Jeff's to, house. Does he? I thought he went. No, he stops at. Uh, I thought he stops at. Uh, sees uh, what the Simon Mills. Does he stop at Simon's first? Yes, he does. According to your uh, okay. <laughs> notes, you sent here. <laughs> uh, so trust he, the notes. Not so because right. I think he's, actually we said he was going to before he's sitting at Jeff's place. So yeah, he, yes, he shows right, up right. at this uh, research center, and we meet. Uh, Dr. Simon Mills, who is a friend of his father and a scientist, and he has one of the smoothest. This guy had to do a lot of voice work in his yeah. job because he has the smoothest. Like he's, it's like a like a um, airline pilot. It's like you've got the silk. It's I like have the silk. Very like Steve. How are you doing? Like it's very commanding, but also smooth and comforting at the same time. He's like, how are you? It really is. I knew your father. He's got that perfect like Lego Kavanaugh hair too, and, he, oh. and he's like, he's, he's like. We've been working on this thing called Flag. Full latent ability gain. Wait, I've heard that. Well, we could have just called it the Super Soldier Serum like we do in the comics, yeah, but yeah. of course we have to fuck with it like they always used to do back in the day. Yeah. But hey, we got this great property. Let's change everything about it. I still think they do that today, but probably to a lesser extent. Yeah. So we get this whole, we learn this whole thing. It's basically, if you know Captain America, it's the same thing, Super Soldier Serum. It is, yeah. Where you're injected and you're like peak human condition. Yep. And he, he's he's like, but the problem is... You take it, and a week later, you're dead. Here's 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 Rat 1 and Rat 2. They're going to be dead in about 29 hours. And we gave them your father's cells. Well, which... well they, no, they didn't give them. They, they, no, they didn't. That was the problem. They, because, no. They don't, if you had his cells, you wouldn't die. That's the whole point of the, sh- the movie, Griff. No, 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 no. They gave him the serum, which was based on his father's cells. So, technically, they gave the rats the father's cells. And because his cells weren't, according to this science, his father's cells, the rats died. But because they say okay. 
He is his father's so, son. So his they oh, passed you, okay, I get you. So yeah, That's so they're not, so the rats were rejecting his cells. Yes, exactly. And so, any other so they're just like that's enough for them. They're like, hey, it makes sense. We just inject you, and you know, because yeah. you're his son. And he's like, before I, before I, you reject me. Let's let me tell you this. We, your dad injected himself. Yeah, and it worked. And he fought crime like a crime fighter, a super crime super fighter. Super crime fighter. And. That wasn't enough for Steve. He's like, look, I just got the fuck out of the military. I'm sick of people telling me what to do. I'm a fucking artist. I'm yeah. not a fighter. I'm finding myself, god damn it. I'm riding in my fucking van. Back the fuck off. Yeah, and then he hits him with some science knowledge. He's like, guys, cells don't pass through parent to child. DNA does. Get fucked. I'm not taking your serum. I'm out of here. I got... Buddy named Jeff to see. All right, let's go check on Jeff then. Why don't we? So he shows up at Jeff's place. Jeff's not around. Where the fuck is he? Jeff, 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 Jeff. Let me just go ahead and check his office. So he checks out his office. It's been ransacked. Shit's everywhere. He noticed there's this weird, like, camera object. What's this little camera over here? And he checks it out because. Oh. Back to foreshadow. You're going to need to know about this later on. This is a tiny little camera. Puts it down. And he's like, oh, shit. Jeff is like right behind the desk, like fucked up. Yeah, that chair moves out of the way. <laughs> so he's uh, like, oh, finally I realized my buddy's dead. Well, he's not dead yet. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because he goes, Steve, Catherine, Steve, please, Catherine. We never really get a good resolve to that. And then, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then Steve just kind of in trip, tip, trip, typical, <laughs> typical <laughs> Red Brown fashion, totally like this is and this is Red Brown emoting. He's like, oh no, I'll <laughs> get an ambulance, and he just walks. He didn't run. He just walks like down the hallway. Hello, is this the ambulance? <laughs> I need Dude. help from my friend. I've listened to so many true crime podcasts. He'd be convicted today <laughs> and pretty much, you know, guilty of murder. So while if, he's if he he, he's like way. mumbling into the phone, ASMR. This guy pops out of like a wardrobe and like goes, zoink, grabs that camera. And he also grabs a calendar, like a date calendar. Yeah. And then he just C- takes Kevin off. calendar. He's got everything. He does. It's all about, he's like, I'm getting fucked up on this day. My dad taught me how to write in a calendar. <laughs> I like beer. <laughs> It all comes back to Kavanaugh, man. Everything. So, and he just takes off. So, cut to Andrea Oil Company. These are the bad guys. Oh, the big guys. This is where we meet, we, we meet the man, Lou Brackett. He's our villain. Yeah. Very menacing. Is this, is this when they're working very, on the bomb? Huh? Is this when they're working on the bomb? Mm, yeah, kind of. Okay. Well, how about you read your notes? It's not looking at a fucking hockey game. You're reading the notes. I'm trying to conversate with you. You're staring at hockey game. So, no film. We got the camera. We got no film. Where yeah. the fuck is it? We need the fucking film. Need it. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Professional. I apologize. So... Don't apologize. <laughs> I'm apologizing for you, not me. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> bracket... The, the the thief goes, uh, yeah, Jeff told Steve Rogers something. We need to get Steve Rogers. He knows where the film is. 
And while he's doing that, he's, he goes into this room. This, we meet Lester. Lester. The rocket scientist. And he's yeah. working on this the neutron bomb. So disappointed. And he's like, I need those fucking pictures, man. Yeah, I need that film. I can't finish the neutron bomb. And so if anyone doesn't know, what, what, the difference between a neutron bomb is the neutron bomb, it it doesn't like blow up buildings, but it kills everybody in the immediate vicinity. Mm-hmm. That's the difference between like a, a regular old Organic bomb. life dies. Buildings, nothing. So we're like, wow, why do they need that? And then, and then we, just, we see a scene of Lester just kind of like, mm, like he's like sad because he doesn't have the film. He's so depressed. He really wants to blow up whatever they're trying to blow up. I didn't even remember at the end what they were trying to blow up. Gold. I Whoops. remember they were trying to get gold, but I don't remember where. So I'll tell you when we get there. Okay. So because I care, we got to so, check on. Yeah. We cut to back to Jeff's place. The FBI's there. Simon Mills is there. Steve is there. They're like, Steve, think back. Did you notice anything missing? Anything different? Hmm. There was a camera here. My friend was dead, and there was a camera over here. And now it's gone. And there was a calendar here, too. I don't even remember what the point of the calendar was, but there was a calendar missing. There was no point to the calendar. They never and brought it up. So, uh... What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so we meet Tina, Jeff's daughter. Yeah. She pops in. Sorry to tell you, your dad's dead. Oops. And then she's like, oh, no. And she runs off crying. And then he's like, we learn... That Jeff was working on a bomb. Yep. That's what the notes say. I don't remember that. Well, that was uh, because um, Simon, he yes. pops in too. So it's Simon, Reb, and uh, the police. And so they're all talking, and Reb's getting all angry, and they're like, whoa, Chief, calm down with that Well, because they're incriminating Jeff. They're like, Jeff was up to no good. He was taking pictures of this neutron bomb and probably selling them. It, as it was uh, espionage, exactly. right industrial espionage. Yeah, and Rab's and then Jeff's like, like, "No, I know that guy." He, he doesn't say it with that much emotion, but he's like, "It's my friend. I yeah. know him. He would yeah. never do that. He would never betray his country." Rab, a guy who's not seen him in twenty years because he's been in the military, but he's like, he would never do that. So they're like, "All right, well, we'll get back to you. We're gonna go do FBI stuff." So while he's well, uh, after well, Jeff. I mean, uh, Jeff. Steve consoles Tina. Yeah, Tina's useless. We don't really need to talk about Tina, so we're not going to get into it. She pops up to her childhood room. Steve's just kind of just walking around, you know, like fondling everything. Yeah, just touching all the all the crime scene, making totally tainting the crime scene, spreading DNA and everything. And then finally, the phone rings, and of course, the motherfucker just goes up and just. Puts fingerprints all over it and answers it. And it's a henchman, the same lurker from the beginning of the movie. Ooh, lurkers. And he's like, hey, I know all about Jeff shit. Meet me at this gas station. I'll fill you in. I've got so many details. I trust you. I don't know who you are. Meet you there. (laughs) So Steve gets on his motorcycle. Motorcycle? Is it a dirt bike or is it a motorcycle? It's a motorbike. Is that like halfway in between a dirt bike and a motorcycle? Yes. Okay. It's in that nebulous region between a motorcycle and a dirt bike. <laughs> and he's got his giant helmet and his goggles. The giant helmet. What was That weird? was like the uncoolest helmet. Like they did have got they had helmets with like the visors on them back then. Why the fuck did he have these goggles on? <laughs> he looked like know. a dipshit. He looked 
such a shit. And he's like, he goes up there, and they pull out a gun. He's like, hey, you're not the people I was supposed to meet, because Steve's a fucking moron. Let's, let's... They're, they're immediately like, where's the film? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking I don't know what you're talking about. And they say, I think you do. And they start shooting him. And he's like, well, I'm going to get back on my motorcycle, yeah. my motorbike. They're shooting at him. He has no cover. And he's just like, well, guys, I guess I'll get on my motorbike. He literally just now. ambles over and gets, he doesn't even run. He just Does ambles run? over, gets on it, and he takes off. Yeah. And, and, then, like, and then so we have about 35 minutes of the most boring so at much. night chasing. It's at night. It's pitch black. All you see are headlights. And then, but by happenstance, Steve goes over the same fucking the cliff same? from the beginning. <laughs> and they only had the rights to to go over one cliffside, so they go over the same cliffside. The van's still down there. <laughs> so yeah, they didn't even pull the van up. <laughs> so and, his motorbike crashes into the van, and Steve is fucked up, so bad. And they're just like, "Well, he's dead. Let's make sure it looks like he did it on accident." And then somehow people find Steve. I don't know. But he's found. Yeah. He's brought back. He's in surgery. Simon put a GPS up the old poop chute. So Simon, for some reason, si- isn't Simon like working on it? What, what the fuck is Simon? They brought him back to Simon's like lab. They didn't even take him to a hospital. Yeah, no, they didn't. They were just like, let's go and straight he's like, to his dad's like, old And lab. like Simon's like, he's out. Now I can do whatever the fuck I want to him. I'm gonna, you know what? He's going to die anyway. I'm going to inject him with the fucking flag serum. Yeah, you hear and like, him. and then we we see meet Wendy, who's really in charge because because Simon's got his fingers in everything. He's got a ton of like shit he's running. Yeah. So Wendy, the the love interest for Steve, she's running. She's in head the in charge of Flag. Yeah, and she's like, well, no, that's isn't that unethical? Who gives a fuck? That's he's gonna incredibly die. unethical. And, he, and he's like, you know what's unethical? This and he injects Steve. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then Steve immediately right, <laughs> perks up because he has the same cells as his dad, so he's not going to die because cells, they science and cells somehow. Right, and he and you can tell he's 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 getting stronger because he squeezes uh uh, uh Simon's hand. It's like oh, you know, <laughs> and <laughs> so we get we you know the night goes over well. Steve wakes up in bed, and who's of course by his side is Simon. Holding his hand. And he's like, hey, you're alive because I injected you. What? Yeah, I injected you. Now we got to start testing. Testing? I'm no rad. I don't want you to test on me. He's like, look, I am finding myself. I just got out of the military. I'm, I'm finding out who I am. I'm an artist. This is his fifth time saying this in the movie. And he just like, he's like, no Tess, I don't, fuck you. I don't want anybody else telling me what to do. I just want to go and do whatever I want. And then fucking, there's such a hurt look on Simon's face. But he, he respects it, and he yeah. leaves. He realizes what he did. He's like, you wouldn't have been alive if it weren't for me. But at the same time, he's like, I'll give him <laughs> I respect your boundaries. <laughs> give him a space. I gave you life. It's like, it's like a dad talking to a child that disappointed him. But yeah, he's like, I'll give right. him a space. So he walks out, henchman from who just ran him off the road walks in, and he's like, You're coming with us. Oh man, you get that moment though where he like sits up in bed and he's just like realizing how strong he is. Reb's just sitting there on the bed covered in peck jelly. <laughs> and he's just like 
fisting himself, like looking up at his fist and just like, oh my he's not God. definitely fisting he's, himself. He's, not fisting he's making himself. a fist. That was a little bit of slip of the old Freud. Uh, uh, and a little he, double entendre. Yeah. And he's looking at it, but then it's like the door opens and this crook comes in. Of course, is one of the bad guys, and he's like, "Hey, how'd you like to come to my place tonight?" Well, he said, you know, "He said you're coming to my place tonight. Yeah. Put your clothes on, or don't. It's, it's optional. <laughs> Put that pecker away. I'm so, sick of it." <laughs> so they take him to where you would take somebody you want to get rid of the meat packing plant. Meat packing plant, of course. So they show up. You see all the sides of beef hanging. There's like Rocky in the background punching one of them. <laughs> and they're like, where's the film? I don't know where any film is. And he sees, he's got his hands tied behind his back. Tied. And then, So the, the, the knot is perfect. But not when you've got flag running through your system. Oh, shit. Does he got flag running through his system? So we get hit with a $6 million, $6 million man uh, sound effect, kind of. Like, da -na 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 -na. that's how you know somebody's doing yeah. something super in a 70s show. And he snaps this, these ropes, and he just starts fucking kicking ass and fucking people up, beating people with sides of beef. <laughs> well, first of all, he does the slowest, like, getaway. He grabs, like, because there's, like, a conveyor belt, like, with hooks. Yeah. Yeah. And he grabs it and he goes slow. I mean, literally, you could run after him and catch him. Well, not to mention they all have guns, so they can just be like, pow. Well, they need the information where the film is, so they don't want to kill him. Okay. You but he's literally going so slow. It's like you would walk alongside him as yeah. he's going down it's, it. It's but he's having so much fun swinging on this thing. You don't want to, like, yeah. ruin it for him. So he goes, he's, he, and he starts, either it's a cat and mouse game or he's hiding. He throws a side of beef. Yeah, he's he's hiding, and you just get cuts of people walking around with guns out and ready. And the first scene we get of uh, Reb snapping back into action, Steve, excuse me, he grabs a hunk of that beef. and He, he beats the meat? Yeah, he beats the meat. He crushes that man, and is he just explodes because he's got that flag running through him. He doesn't know his own strength anymore. He and fucking so he, he, hammered that guy. And he hangs slabs. him up on hooks. Yeah. Kind of remind me of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. A little bit. And he calls up, and he's, he drops his fucking hilarious line. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's so good. That flag must have given uh, him heightened one-liners. Hello, please. Tell them to hurry. I think they're getting a bad case of frostbite. <laughs> oh, boy. That's great. Oh, Cut to commercial. Give people time to recover from that one. I think I I turned the channel when I was like five, and I, I was like, "You enough. you turned the channel at that point, not at the four and a half hour van scene." Well, I'm like, is he going to be fucking Captain America yet? When the fuck's <laughs> that going to happen? Well, it's not going to happen for another twenty fucking minutes <laughs> because we get a scene of them on the beach. Yeah, we get to see. First of all, what transformation? He was already ripped to begin with. Yeah. Like. This again, people are used to probably Chris Evans, Captain America, where he was a tiny little twig, and then he became Red Brown. Red Brown is Red Brown, so he's already <laughs> fucked. So he's a slightly stronger than he was before. Yeah, basically. really. The only thing, the only heightened abilities they talk about in this movie are his uh, yeah. hearing. <laughs> well, his sight too, because he's like Daredevil. Yeah, but he's got with the sight. sight and the hearing. Those are the two things where he's like, "Which guys?" I heard. Which, of course, in the comics, he doesn't have because they have to fuck with everything. Really? He doesn't have super hearing in the fucking comic. Oh, books. really? No. Oh shit. 
So he's on the beach with Wendy, who, as we said before, was in charge of Flag, and they're just chilling, having a good time on the beach. And Steve's having some kind of uh, existential crisis going on. Yeah. He's like, I don't know if I can ever love again, because, look, I can crush this pencil with my hand, which a five-year-old could do. But, You're mixing beach scenes, but it's okay. Well, no, this is the same beach theme because then, then, then uh, Simon shows up and he's like, "Hey, Gw- hey, Wendy, how about you get the fuck out of here? I gotta oh, talk." Oh yeah, to okay. I gotta they, go. They split up those scenes though. But we're just we're learning that he's 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 just tired of killing people. He's. Just, I, I just want to yeah. make sure that we note that him and Wendy are now in love. Well, yeah, they've been on the beach for like five minutes. Five minutes. He's barely wearing a speedo. She's wearing a little bikini. So they kiss. Oh, I wish you wouldn't have done that. Simon's looking, and I wanted to see that dick. While that's going on, <laughs> we Bracket is plotting. Who's he plotting to kiss? This is Black and Bracket plots to kidnap. Who's he plotting? Is it Steve again? Tina. Tina, right. Tina, the character we don't really need to know about. Before Simon leaves uh, the beach scene with uh, the girl, Reb, and Simon, they're like, you know, he had a daughter. Let's not forget her. You should should befriend her and figure out what she might know about Catherine. Right. Then they, you know, they break to the villains. Okay. And... Okay. <laughs> so then I then so then Simon lays this guilt trip on Steve's like, look, your dad was the most patriotic man I've ever most known. Most patriotic man. <laughs> you need to be you need in fact, he was so patriotic they called him Captain America. They were mocking him. Yeah. He, Captain America. It, it, it's basically like saying somebody who has a flag on their car, you know, is a jerk. It's like yeah. calling a short person stretch. Yeah. They're mocking him. And Steve's like, because Steve's an artist, we learned in the beginning. He's like, hey, I've been kicking around some ideas. Like, I, yeah. I think you're right. How about this? And he shows this awful, it doesn't even look remotely like the yeah. Captain America costume we know. It his he's like because he's like you need a disguise, Steve. Yeah. So make a disguise where your face is exposed. So the mask, his face is to- it's like it's a Captain America mask without his his face being covered. The only thing that's covered is his hair. And like, wow, brilliant disguise, Steve. But yeah. he, 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 I think even Simon thinks it's retarded. But he's just like. I, I don't want him to be Captain America, so we're going to go along with it. Yeah, at this point, they really are just like, we need you to fight crime because Because. <laughs> because you owe it to the world. He's like, first of all, he never asked to get injected with flag, and now all of a sudden he owes it to the world to risk his life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What, what is Simon's big goal for this? Because he's not like, we have this big opposition. Well, we learned that Simon's a puppet master. Like He's in, he's like running all these different secret government like yes. operations. yes. And then I guess his, his Operation Captain America. And then we learned, then Simon says something very chilling that we they hammer home on more than one occasion. He says the phrase, we're going to jam Captain America down their throats. I don't remember that phrase. Very homoerotic, <laughs> by the way, because he's, he's all about jamming things down throats. I mean, we're, we're he's constantly crushing pencils and stuff. I, I, I don't know. The sexual innuendo is weird. So, in this uh, so we're like, hey. Let's take a ride. So they get in a 
Simon's car, and they mm-hmm. go off to this army base, and they're like, "It's like, hey, that's my van. Mm-hmm. Is it, Steve? We souped it up. So they open it up. They got new fucking uh, shag carpeting in it. Oh my god, this is a complete shag wag. And he pushes his button, and there's like this like dresser door drawer like collapses and the motorcycle this red white and blue motorcycle is in there oh yeah the the disco ball ascends into the ceiling the motorcycle starts to protrude out the wall and it's like not only do you have this kick-ass fuck wagon mm. and this uh motorcycle check out this shitty ass plastic shield <laughs> and it's like this is the shittiest fucking shield it's literally made out of Clear plastic, and to let you know it's made out of clear pas- plastic. I mean, everybody knows the Captain America shield, the red, white, and blue with the star in the middle. Yeah. The sections that are white are clear plastic. They didn't even paint it white, so it looks like a fucking <sighs> this this shield. This shield, this shield is so pathetic that shades from from Arctic to Hawaii would catch it in midair and fling it right back at Steve. You know what? Shades is immortal, so yes, he would. But no, this shield is beyond what you're selling here, man. This is a real fucking shield. I hate it. Everyone mocks this shield. It's well, a real they should. Shield. It's awful. No, it's real. And then they throw it, and you can literally hear it go, because we're watching on a laser <laughs> desk so we can hear shit better. It's like... <laughs> I will note, uh, mention the laser disc had the blue, the white, and then the clear strip in it. Horrible, <laughs> and he's like, "That's not all. Why don't you take that, that motorcycle for test drive?" Okay, this motorcycle—they show it because not only does the the compartment collapse to show the motorcycle, but the back doors fly open too. Yeah, the thing can barely fit in the fucking van. Somehow barely. Steve gets on it. I know that was my favorite part. He had to like, been lying down on the fucking. There back is over. an inch of clearance, and it's supposed not even to be, that. It's supposed to be designed for Steve to get on the bike. Red Brown is no Chris Evans in the early part of the movie. He's a fucking hulking man. He's a Lou Ferrigno of a man. He's supposed to get on that bike and launch out the butthole of that van. And he does. And we get five hours of him just driving around. And this is the weirdest forest because there's these natural growths that look just like motorcycle jumps all throughout this forest. So he's having a hell of a time. And he, much like uh, Leatherface's silencer mode on his chainsaw, <laughs> there's a silencer mode on the motorcycle. Dude. There's there's multiple modes, including test drive, uh, rocket launch, jet assist, and silent standard. <laughs> well, it's it's silent and it could be standard, so he can go from one oh, to the other. You, so you toggle the button. So there's yes. four modes. Yeah. <laughs> and what the fuck? Out of the blue, another helicopter. They, they they said, "Hey, we got another day on the helicopter rental. We're going to use it." Yeah. So the bad guys show up in a helicopter, and they follow Steve for fucking twenty minutes. It's oh, just oh no, it's just following them. They're following me, and then I'm Steve fun on my bike. Steve taps into his daredevil hearing, and he can hear what they're hearing. saying inside the helicopter. I and I don't remember gosh. what it was because it's not important. Because Steve, unfortunately. He, I don't know how he does it, but he times it so the helicopter and there's a jump right or right next to each other. So he jumps and he leaps off the bike. This I bike gets fucked up like ramp. fifty fucking times. At the same time, the helicopter and he grabs onto the through. helicopter and he I just kicks people's on. asses and says, "What are you fucking doing?" I'm talking under you. Yeah, well, I'm, that, that's very enjoyable. Yeah, I thought so. So. <laughs> 
he uh, oh, here finish it for me then. So Steve <laughs> had fucking captured this helicopter because no helicopter could get away from Steve fucking Rogers. He's high on flag, very much like our criminals from uh, from Stone Cold or high on P two P. So. He fucking gets in that helicopter. He throws the one guy out, and he's just in there with the pilot. And he says, land this thing! That's the first time he actually emotes in the movie. I'll mind you. So they land the plane, or the helicopter, excuse me. And he gets out, and the army shows up. And, of course, Simon's with the army, the MP police. And they get the guy. They get the helicopter. Like, great, this thing's worth, like, 100 grand. We're going to sell it for parts. And Simon's just like... How did that feel? And, and of course, Steve's just like, well, I felt pretty okay about that. Could go for a tuna sandwich. So they go for a tuna sandwich. Thank you. We cut back to Bracket. He actually was friends with Jeff. So he's like, I'm going to meet up with Tina. I'm going to find out where this film mm-hmm. is. Remember mm-hmm. Jeff? No, of course you don't. So he's like, come on, Tina. There's, there's got to be you need, you got to know where this film is. And she's like, "Well, we used to have this thing where we would hide messages." This whole thing creeps me out. Well, first of all, it was just a reason to fake. They, this. It was they, a very lame plot device. They were trying so hard to find a plot device to find this. So her whole thing is, yeah, he would hide messages and 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 so we would the game and we would find them, and he would sometimes hide in his fishing gear. Really. So they go check his fishing gear, and they, un- they unscrew the rod, and there's the film. Finally, we can get that neutron bomb going. Oh, by the way, we're kidnapping you, Tina. Bum, bum, bum. And what's her name? Shows Wendy. Up. Wendy knocking on the door. So they captured Wendy and Tina. So the only two females in this movie are captured. Damsel's in distress. So we're going to go back, Steve and Simon, back at home base, and they're just like, why haven't we heard from the girls yet? I think they would have said something by now. And, of course, Simon's like, well, if they haven't called in, they're either in danger or they're already dead. And Steve's like, well, I wouldn't be able to accept them being dead. Tina's just a girl. So like all villains, Brackett has to call him Bragg. Or something. I don't know why he called them. Yeah, they basically called them. Just tell them, we got them. We win. And while they're doing that, because uh, Simon's talking, and Steve's super hearing kicks in. Yeah. And he hears some shit in the background. Of the phone call. Of the phone call, <laughs> which I didn't even fucking hear, and I was watching the fucking yeah, movie. We hear the, the bad guy side of the phone call. You don't hear any of that. <laughs> and here's something about pulling out. And we're thinking there's like a porn movie happening in the background. Oh, definitely. But, but no, it's not. So they get off the phone. Damn it. We can't find those guys. Hold on a minute. Hey, guys. My super hearing kicked in. And uh, I noticed that they were talking about a, a tanker eight pulling out. And they're uh, like, is that a plane? No, no, no. Planes don't pull out. They take off. A truck pulls out. <laughs> They're pulling this all together. And they're like, mm, that sounds like trucks. They use those those at Andrea's Oil Company. And they're like, all right. At this point, okay, guys, we're one hour and 14 fucking minutes. And we, finally, we get Captain America. Simon tells Steve, hey, Steve, I got something for you. Yeah. 
I already had a sandwich. What is it? You just you just superhero costume. It, it's, it, it's like in a nice box and everything, a bow on it and shit. Oh, this is just like the drawing I gave yeah. you. He's like, yeah, it was pretty shitty, but hey, we had so much time. So he puts it on. Because it's time to jam Captain America down their throats. So while Steve is, uh, I think he was in the van. I don't fucking care anymore. He drives his van first. Yes, he drives his van. He goes to the Andreas Oil Company. And while that's happening, we see Lou Brackett getting this kind of like thing strapped across the chest. And we learn it's a detonator (laughs) to this neutron. They completed the neutron bomb. The film worked. Lester is happy. I completed the bomb. It's like a kill switch. So if if anything happens to Lou Bracket, the neutron bomb bomb goes off. Yeah. So while so we go back to Zoe. Okay, we're setting the stage for the finale. Thank God. So Steve, <laughs> do you remember Simon's send off, or were you planning on it? No, I don't remember that at all. You you want you really wanted to make sure Simon uh gives Steve the send off before he sends him out to Andreas Oil Company, jam. Captain America. I just said that like a minute Did ago. Did you? Yes. I'm repeating it for uh, <laughs> emphasis. Jam Captain America down their throats. <laughs> Sorry. So Steve, uh, he gets, he shows up at the uh, Andrea Oil Company. Shoots Andreas. out, shoot, Andrea. He shoots out the back with his motorcycle. Puts it on silent mode. So silent no one mode. can hear. Does a little cat and mouse game with the guards. A little, it's a little slapsticky. It's super slapsticky. He does. He uh, turn around is fair play. He does a little move where he does an oil slick on those guys, and they slip. Yeah, that. I mean, it's yakety yak sack or whatever that music. Yakety sex. And they're all slipping over. He's got the biggest grin. Shit eating grin. If you look at, you know, the old Instagram feed, that's the that's the grin I have up there right now. At this point, we got to talk about the anaconda in the room. Mm. Because he's rocking a serious bulge in this fucking Captain America outfit. Really, I didn't notice. I was mesmerized by. It. I was you like, were mesmerized? I was like, what the fuck is that? What a penis looks to take? Well, shit. I don't know if that. I don't know what that was. You just take a line for Spinal Tap. They had armadillo in his trousers. That's what it looked like. And that was pure red brown. So, Chris Evans they had to CGI that shit. Yeah, they didn't red have brown. that in '79. Red brown didn't. Have in fact, that's CGI how he either. got his job. <laughs> they were like, "We need a Captain America with the largest package possible." <laughs> we're gonna. Need we don't you. care if you can act. Well, they do those shots where he jumps because they always have him leaping, and in the second one, they have him leap like forty-five feet into the air. But they always shoot it from underneath him, so you always see like the butt, the butt uh, cleavage and the ball cleavage with a little dick poking out in front of it from underneath. So a lot of that happening. That sounds great. So just as it, as he's having this the hell of a good time, he's like Lester, the engineer, happens to be strolling by. Why is he strolling by? And since he's got a lab coat on, Steve knows he knows something. Yeah, he grabs him. What do you know? I don't know nothing. What do you know? Okay, I'll tell you everything. everything. We we started a neutron bomb. It's in this this uh, tanker truck. Uh, there's a there's a kill switch on him. Yada yada. He's like, and then 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 Steve just stumbles on. She's like, they're like the two girls are like in a fucking oil drum they're, or some yeah, shit. It's like a it's like it looks almost like a miso silo or just like a corn silo, any kind of like silo. Okay, so object. he finds them. He's like, hey, you're free. 
I was trying so hard to find. There's a great sound effect whenever he like breaks something because when he gets the documents, he gets a bunch of secret documents. Oh, that's from, right. Yeah. Uh, but there's that sound effect. He's like, it's the super strength sound yeah. effect. It's I, like, I really wanted to try to find that because I was going to pepper that in this episode. It, yeah, it's the million dollar man sound yeah. effect, but it's a little different. Yeah, so, he also, yeah, you're right. He gets some like, because we need some proof. Yeah. So that like, it's super strength in action and not just well, Red that, Brown. Well, that, and we need proof that that uh, Brackett oh, did yeah, what he did. So there's papers, yeah. paperwork. We need the paper trail. Exactly. And so they, they was, was, this is the plan, okay? Tell me that plan. It's the dumbest fucking plan in history. It can't be that well, dumb. The Phoenix, we learn also because Simon Mills is such a genius. He can just, you give him a slight hint of something, he can infer everything and figure it out. So he figures out that the, there's the biggest gold depository in the area is in Phoenix. Yes. So what they're going to do is they're going to blow up the neutron bomb, kill everybody there, and I guess just walk in and take the gold. You might need me to walk this back a second and just explain that neutron bombs. I think we actually talked about this earlier. <laughs> yes, we did. We did. We explained all about the neutron bomb. Let's revisit it because it's been 20 minutes since we did that. Uh, and we've been in a montage of just Steve Rogers riding around on a bike. Neutron bombs only kill humans. They won't harm the Boolean gold. So we learn at noon they will die. They will die. I'm still... I, I don't understand this plan at all. So, like... Why does he need the, the detonator thing on his chest? Why is he even going to be anywhere near the bomb? It's, I don't fucking get it. I don't it. know why he has to be near the bomb, but I get like the whole him having the thing so it explodes regardless as insurance. Because that, that was the whole thing. It was like he, he wanted to stay alive. So having that on him like, hey, if you kill me, my heart stops, the bomb goes off, you're all dead, this whole wherever we are is dead. So they got... The neutron bomb in a semi. I think Lincoln Hawk's driving it. Lincoln Hawk's driving it. And Him the, and his cut is it's Hawkinson. Yeah, and uh, company. And, then and for the, some reason, Brackett's in the back with the bomb. Like, why is he? Why is he riding up front with the guys? I don't know. So, well, their weight system, man. Come on, Lincoln sure. Hawk's got the weight lifts right there. <laughs> I don't know. So, damn it, over the top. So, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't know why you're saying it. So <laughs> That's why he can't fit up front. Oh, okay. So. Uh, <laughs> Let me derail us a little uh, more. So, Steve, uh, he's flying in on a helicopter because, of course, Simon never forgot how to ride or fly a helicopter. Right. They put the bike on the helicopter. That's right. And they're flying. We get another Meanwhile. Nice Steve's oh. not dressed in his Captain America costume. No. Yet they go down by a hill. He flies off. Are like you lit- kidding? Yes. They, I just said, are you kidding? You said yes. <laughs> yes, I'm not kidding. <laughs> so what happens is they go. This is this is a great optical illusion. That the Because heli- there's no way they could have a, really have a helicopter fly off uh, a helicopter. A motorcycle fly off a helicopter. Yeah, yeah. So they, they're by a hill, and they lower the helicopter behind the hill. Yeah. And then 
Steve, who was not dressed as Captain America just five seconds earlier, is in full Captain America regalia with a giant fucking motorcycle <laughs> helmet with a goofy ass fucking goggles. What's with the wings? <laughs> the wings look more like antlers than yeah, they were. It was awful. <laughs> it's horrible. And he just flies right off the hill and he starts fly- driving. And there's another 20 minutes of him just driving this fucking motorcycle it's the it's the cheeriest music too it's like catches up to the truck fucking grabs onto the truck let's this is the second time he's just trashed this fucking motorcycle but he he does make sure to call simon and go hey i dropped off the motor i crashed the motorcycle i crashed the bike all right, we'll pick that up. Good buddy. Like, fucking cares? Why is it we wasting time? I don't know. It's the shittiest so, bike. So, so he climbs up on the top, gets down between the, the semi, the cab, and the, the trailer. Trailer. And he's like, he's like, he sees that bracket is inside with the bombs. He's like, I know yeah. what I'll do. He grabs one of the exhaust pipes. Breaks it off. So he bends it so it points to this air vent in the trailer. So carbon monoxide goes into the trailer. This guy's. This is the climax of the movie. This is how fucking this is boring climax. this fucking movie is. If you he, think we're underselling he, it, we're not. He <laughs> stops the villain through carbon monoxide poisoning. <laughs> he doesn't even beat anybody's ass. Well, Murray, this is still a little scary because carbon monoxide <laughs> is very poisonous to human beings. If you didn't know, so they got to make sure he stays alive because he's got that heart monitor. Right. So they stop the truck. And then Simon shows up. He's got his Dr. Feelgood kit with him. And he's like, here. He gives one of those things where it's like it's like a it's like a It's a giant pump. Yeah, it's like a mask with a pump on it. You're supposed I always I'm maybe I don't know anything about medical shit. I was on the impression you're supposed to squeeze the pump to yeah, put the air in his lungs. Air in. Rebs is holding the thing over the guy's <laughs> mouth. Like he's like, he's like, You fucking knew the word. What the fuck? <laughs> And then Simon just injects him with something. We don't know what it is. I'm I'm assuming it's adrenaline because now after Pulp Fiction, everybody gets injected with adrenaline yeah. when they're fucked up. And he brings them back to life. This is far before that, but okay. So I thought this was a great ending. People don't agree with this, but look, they're trying to tell us all you have to do, listen to the Bee Gees, huh, 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 staying alive, learn how to resuscitate people. That's all they did. The heroes are within each and every one of us. We could all yeah. learn CPR. Except is Red it, Brown. Is it? Yeah, he didn't know what the fuck <laughs> he was Because he didn't doing. know what the fuck. Even, even the doctor didn't know what he was. like, I'm just going to inject him with whatever I have on hand. This is like fucking baboon piss. I'm going to put it in him, see what happens. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I hope it Simon works. just loves injecting people and seeing what happens. Yeah, yeah. He's just like... <laughs> He's like, Steve, I just put fucking boric acid in this motherfucker's face. <laughs> I don't know. Unfortunately, it worked, though. Heavy and so, like, woo, we did it. You know, no neutron bomb goes off. Uh-huh. The end, we end with this. <laughs> what do we end with? We end. Uh, so, we. Hey, that was really exhilarating. So, Steve realizes with great power comes great responsibility. See how I'm tying it back to Stanley? <laughs> so, he's like, I'm going to be a crime fighter like my dad. I really want to fight crime like my dad. And then, so, uh, I have said his name a million times, I forget it. So Simon goes, hey, well, I got something for you. And he gives him a, a more, slightly more accurate Captain America ma- uh, costume, because he has, actually has a mask this time. Still wearing that fucking shitty-ass giant motorcycle helmet oh, yeah. and goggles. Well, Reb do- or Steve does tell him, if I'm going to do this, 
if I'm going to do this, I want to do it like my dad. I want to look just like him. That's. But then why did he draw that fucking stupid noodle? I don't line? know. That completely <laughs> disregards the stupid sketch. I, I don't know. Like this man who is like, I'm willing to, f- I, I want to find myself right now, is making decisions on a day-by-day basis. Because one day he's like, this is what Captain America should look like. One day later, he's like, this is what Captain America should look like. So anyway, guys, now you you went through what I had to go through 40 years ago. I watched this movie three times. And you still couldn't remember anything about it. I remembered a lot about it. Sure. So, sorry, I I don't know. I I wish we could have respected Stanley's memory a little better, but there's not many movies. Well, I if we could have found that fucking Christopher Lee Captain America, I think that would Dude, have been way better. We're gonna find that for the future. Okay. That's you, an you, absolute you after, heard it after here watching first. some of the clips from after, that. Okay. Holy shit. After we this need to. scintillating review, you're gonna wanna listen. Like I know you mentioned some disappointment in the shield use. That was awful. There's there more. Was, sh- oh, there was no shield. He okay. never threw it at anybody. Okay. There's more. He did. Sh- he did deflect some bullets with it, but that's about yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. Did he actually have it? Yeah, he, okay. he never threw it. Um, there's sh- there's shield throwing in the next one. Okay. And uh, like yeah, people are very confused about it, and he gets the biggest grin on his face, like you don't even know what's about to come, dude. I you, you think are you saying red brown with shades because? How many people I love know. Frisbee as much as it's, these two guys? It's kind of. He was kind of the 70 shades. I don't know. I think. But he wore goggles instead of shades. He was goggles. He wore those tiny little goggles. Gogs, that barely covered his eyes. Gogs. <laughs> the little gogs. So, all right. Rest in peace, Stanley. I'm not talking about Captain America anymore. Yeah. You know, I am going to talk about Griff, what I am thankful for, besides this episode ending. Yeah. I'm thankful for our next movie because oh my God. we're going back to where we belong, back going to Globus Theater. I'm talking about, we haven't been, we haven't, dude, we haven't mm. talked about this guy in a while. Oh my God. Like fourth episode or something. Yeah. We're talking well, about. Well, not even Shokazugi because American. They can, they can look it up if they want to. I don't remember either. It was an early episode. So we're doing part two, of course, of what? American Ninja. American Ninja Ninja 2, The Confrontation. Oh, God. So you're going to get all the Michael Dudikoff talk you want. You're going to get all, of course, you're going to get all the Steve James talk you want because he's a favorite of ours. Mm -hmm. And you know what else you're going to get? You're going to get part two of the Haikudikoff. Oh, time for the Haikudikoff. Me and Griff are going to do dueling haikus to see who is the master and who is the student. <laughs> so you're going to want to tune in next week for that. And by all means, because it's cold as fuck, keep it warm. Ooh, I like how you did that. And of course, as always, I got nothing.